Hello everyone, it's Melissa from Awakening Your Inner Awesomeness. Today I wanted to talk to you guys about getting over a broken heart. This is an experience that I know almost all of us have suffered at one time or another. And I say suffer because it does feel painful when we're going through it. But we really need to realize that having a broken heart is part of life. It's part of lessons that we are here to learn. And then it doesn't have to be as painful as we make it sometimes. I know that sounds hard to believe, but we can get through it easier if we understand what's really happening to us. So one of the reasons we're sent here on earth is to experience love. We experience love in all forms. You can experience the love of a parent, the love of a friend, the love of a sibling, And of course, we can experience romantic love as well. So when it doesn't work out, we experience pain, a great deal of pain usually. Even if you're the person who wanted to break up, it's still painful. It hurts that you cause pain to somebody else. But there's a lesson that we were meant to learn in this relationship. And so what I'm gonna talk to you about today is how to find the lesson that you were supposed to learn how to help the grieving and healing process go faster, and also how to prevent making the same mistakes in the future. So the most important thing to remember about a breakup is that your soul and the soul of the person that you were with originally made a pact to come here and to experience this situation in order to further your soul's growth. So you're here to learn a lesson and you're here to grow. And if you really look at it from that perspective as a third party objective observer, if you can, that makes it a little bit easier to get through this rough patch. And I emphasize the word patch because you're not going to spend the rest of your life pining over this person and nor should you. It's important that when we experience these setbacks, we pick up the pieces and move on with our life. Don't stay stuck in that woe is me, I'm playing the victim pattern. Don't get stuck there because it's not a fun place to be. It's not pleasant at all. Your soul is not growing when you do that. In fact, you're probably moving backwards and you're gonna continue to repeat those patterns if you continue to have that same mindset. So if you understand that you're here to learn a lesson we can start to figure out what was that lesson. This is where journaling really comes in handy. I love journaling and I think I've said that before, but it's a great way to pick out the emotions that you're going through, things that have caused these emotions. I mean, when we sit and really think about our lives, we can really pick out lessons we were supposed to learn. But if you're just going through your day-to-day life and you don't take any time to reflect whatsoever, you're not really going to learn much and you're probably going to end up repeating those same patterns over and over again because you're not picking up the lesson that you were supposed to learn. And if you didn't learn it, then you have to, of course, repeat it. So journaling is a great way to try to figure out what was that lesson that I was supposed to learn. And here's a big tip for you. Many of us are trying to learn the lesson that we need to let go of things that no longer serve us. We all 
get comfortable being comfortable. Does that make sense? I know it did for me. It is really scary to make a big change. For anyone, you can be the strongest person in the world, and I would imagine that you still have some fear about making changes or doing something that's out of your comfort zone. But you need to understand that fear is just an emotion that our ego really tells us that we're experiencing because there's really nothing to be afraid of. Your angels and guides are always with you. They always want what's best for you. So if you are being true to yourself and being true to your higher self, you can't make a wrong decision. The only bad decision you could make would be not to make any decisions and not to move. So don't let fear get in your way. Just tell fear, you know, get out of my head. That's your ego talking. Tell it to take a hike. When you stay in a situation that is not serving you, if you're in a relationship where you think, you know, it's okay, but I'm just going through the motions of life. I don't feel joy anymore. That is not a good place to be. You do not want to stay in a situation where you're not living your best life possible. And a lot of people do that because it's comfortable. But I'm here to tell you that you're here to learn and experience as much as possible in this lifetime. And so just staying stuck in a situation is not only you're not learning anything, you're also not living your happiest life, you're not being true to yourself, you're not speaking your truth. And on top of that, when you feel stuck, that starts to manifest itself in other ways in your life, in other physical ways, like we start getting sick. You might get headaches, you might start feeling sick to your stomach all the time because a lot of anxiety and just feelings of unworthiness, those show up as stomach issues. So I'm here to tell you, you need to make sure that you are living your most authentic self. And if you are in a relationship where you are unhappy, you are not living your most authentic self. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get rid of that relationship. It might just be that you really need to have better communication with your partner and that things can work out. You just need to be doing things differently. But for most people, when you're experiencing that in a relationship, it means it's time to move on. And one of the hardest lessons that we can learn is learning how to let go of things that no longer serve us. That was a really hard one for me because I don't like hurting other people's feelings. And I also am not a huge fan of change, even though I'm going through a very dramatic shift and change in my life right now. It's not a comfortable thing to do, and so a lot of people will avoid that. But there obviously is a lesson that needed to be learned from this relationship. And so when I talk about that, journaling is a great way to try to figure out what was that lesson you can write down in your journal things that happened in the relationship that you didn't like. One thing I want you to think about is, are you giving more than you're getting? Because I know that that is a pattern that I and a lot of people like me tend to repeat because we are givers, we are very empathic people, we want everyone else around us to be happy, we're people pleasers, but I'm here to tell you that that is not going to work out. Your relationship needs to be a 50-50 thing. And yes, there will be days where you give 20 and your partner gives 80 and vice versa. But for the most part and overall of your entire relationship, it should be a 50-50 thing. So if you feel like one of you is giving more than the other, it's going to cause resentment 
and it's going to cause a lot of other issues as well. You're going to feel emotionally drained. So don't, you know, don't get into a partnership where it's not an equal partnership. So how can you figure out what the lesson was? Well, I think there's a really great way to do that. We talked about forgiveness in another podcast, but forgiveness is so key. You do have to forgive your actions in the relationship and your partner's actions, the things that actually caused the breakup. And if you go to the website Radical Forgiveness, they have a worksheet there for forgiving others. I'm telling you that this is a great way, it's a great journaling exercise because it takes you through the steps where you figure out what happened in the relationship, what went wrong, what was the emotion attached to it, And then in doing all of the steps, it helps you to figure out what was the lesson that I needed to learn here. And so for me, it was an aha moment because I realized that the lesson for me is really learning how to, first of all, let go of things that no longer serve me and not to give more than I get in a relationship, that I need to be in a relationship with someone where it's an equal partnership. And before I was always like, give, give, give and not getting things back from my partner. So I need to be able to speak my truth in a relationship and to come out as the authentic person that I am. And I wasn't. I was kind of like this little wallflower saying, whatever you want, and trying to be a people pleaser. And I was feeling resentment towards my partners. And that is not good. And so now I have learned that I need to be my most true, authentic self in a relationship and to show up in that relationship as myself and not try to change who I am, change who another person is, and to speak my truth. And if I do that, then it's going to work out. So going through the radical forgiveness, and you can find those worksheets online, just do a Google search for radical forgiveness. It's an awesome, awesome worksheet and it's free. You can download it and they have other um, resources there. If you feel like, hey, that was great, I want more. They have stuff there for you. But the Radical Forgiveness Worksheet is an excellent way to try to do some journaling exercises and figure out what was the lesson that I needed to learn here. And the reason it's important to learn the lesson and to understand the lesson is so that you don't keep repeating that same mistake in future relationships. Because the point of being here is to learn and to grow. Life is just one big school. We are constantly learning, constantly growing, constantly shifting. And so if you learn that lesson now, you're not going to have to keep repeating it in future relationships because I have news for you. If you don't learn it, you cannot run from it. You cannot hide from the lesson. It's going to find you eventually. It's going to catch up with you. So if you learn it now, you prevent yourself from having to keep making that same mistake. So how can you, once you've learned this lesson, start to heal yourself? Because breakups are painful. We call it a broken heart for a reason. Your heart keeps beating, but it feels like your world is falling apart. And I totally understand that. But we can't stay in that lower vibration forever. Yes, you need to cry and you need to get out your emotions. And journaling is another way to do that. But you also need to forgive it and to move on and to move into a higher vibration. Because if you keep staying stuck there, you're gonna attract other people who also have that lower vibration. And we, do, we wanna attract better things. You deserve better things. So don't keep going after the same type of guy. 
So one of the things you can do to help heal is meditation. There are a lot of guided meditations out there for healing a broken heart. You can even do them in your sleep. And those will help you a lot. You can do a meditation to help you clear your heart chakra. A lot of times when we continuously get into relationships where we get hurt, we build up armor around our heart. So you can do an exercise to help break down that armor that you've built up around your heart. You can clear that heart chakra and and you can do those meditations. Another great thing you can do is a tapping exercise. Uh, I will be creating a tapping exercise for a broken heart, but Brad Yates also has tapping exercises. If you feel like I don't have it out there fast enough and you want to get there and get something done, he has a great one. You can go to YouTube and just look up Brad Yates. It's Y-A-T-E-S. And he has many tapping exercises out there that are great. You can do them anytime you start to feel those emotions bubble up inside you. The other thing that you should be doing is when you pray every day or do your meditation every day, make sure that you ask your angels to help you heal. There are a lot of different angels out there specifically helping you heal. You can ask for Archangel Michael to protect you and to heal you. You can ask for Archangel Raguel to help you because she works with Um, communication and better and more effective communication with others and so you can help ask her to help you in your future relationships and even in relationships you have with just other people now to be better at communicating I will put a, a link to the archangels so you know which ones you can specifically ask for help but if you're looking for a future relationship you can ask for Archangel Shamuel to help you bring your soulmate to you The angels always want us to ask for help, but most of the time we forget that they're there to help us. But we can certainly ask and call on them to um, bring us guidance and to bring us wisdom, to bring us help. But I can tell you this. If you have not healed your baggage and healed your stuff, asking them to bring you someone else just to simply be able to forget about your past relationship is not really going to help you. You need to heal that stuff before you move on. And I would really sincerely urge you to spend time getting through, working through those past relationships and figuring out what it was you did wrong. And I don't mean that as in, oh, you made a mistake, it's your fault. But we all make mistakes in relationships and it's important to know how we contributed to that mistake, what we did, maybe what our partner did. Because it's usually a balance, you know, you did things wrong, your partner did something wrong. That's just figuring out what were the mistakes that we made. I would also, before you get out there again, really encourage you to make a list of all of the qualities that you want in a person. Half the time, we go out into the world blind and we look for something. We don't even know what we want. So how can we know what to attract when we don't know what it is we actually want or need from a partner? So take the time in your journal to write down the qualities, just start writing down all the qualities you want in a person. And then what I would urge you to do is to go back over those qualities and look at them again, because chances are you're probably going to have a pretty long list and it's perfectly fine to be picky. Some people need to be more picky about their partners. Um, Go through that list again. There are some qualities that are not deal breakers for you. They're qualities you would like to have 
but they are not necessarily things that if your partner doesn't have, you, you would say, well, I don't want to be with this person. But there are some qualities that you have to have. Those are your needs. So you have needs and you have wants. So you're going to go through and cross off all the things that are not deal breakers for you. And here's an example. Let's say that you want to date someone who has a college degree and you think that that's important. But let's say that you meet a person who's successful and he makes a lot of money, but he doesn't have a college degree. When you think about that, that college degree was not a need. That was something that you would have liked to have a quality in a person. It wasn't necessarily something that was super important. So go back through your list and look at the, the things that you've written down and make sure that they're actually needs and not just wants because those are two different things. Your partner may not end up having the thing that you said you wanted in a partner and you may realize in the end that it wasn't a big deal. You want to do the same thing now for all the qualities that you don't want in a partner. Things that if this person has this, you would say, ugh, like, no, I don't want to be with a person like that. And again, go back through that list once it's complete and make sure that it is something that is a deal breaker because there are qualities. I mean, I've learned myself in going through the dating process that if you first asked me what I wanted in a guy, I would have given you a list and then I would have told you later, oh, I've dated guys that I really liked that they wouldn't have made my list because of qualities they had because I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I was really looking for. So make sure that the qualities that you are keeping on your do not want list are deal breakers for you. Absolute deal breakers. For me, having someone who is a smoker would be a deal breaker because I can't stand the smell and it makes me sick to be around it. So that would be a deal breaker for me. So pick something that, like I said, it's not something that if they had it, you'd be like, eh, it's something that you could absolutely could not stand. Once you have your list, look over it, see what you have. That's what you're working with now. You're looking for somebody with those qualities. All right, so another thing I want to talk about is getting back together with exes because I see this so often when I look at people who get on sites for mediums who do card readings. They're always saying, am I going to get back together with my ex? Will we get back together? There's so many conflicting emotions with this for me because while I understand if you had an ex where things were good, but significant things happened that ended the relationship, but you remember the good times, I understand wanting to get back together with an ex. However, I will have to say that you broke up for a reason and it probably had to be a pretty significant reason in order to break up. So I would urge you before getting back together with an ex to make sure that you're not avoiding a karmic lesson. Why do you keep going back to this person? What is the draw? Maybe you're just trying to avoid learning this lesson because if you're going back to him or her, you're not learning the lesson that you were supposed to learn from that relationship. And it is possible that people get back together, they work things out, and it turns out great. But I would guarantee that those people probably had to learn some lessons in doing so. And maybe the lesson was, I have to take a break while I fix myself and you fix yourself and then we get back together. But just really look at that. Why are you getting back together with that person? Is it because you're comfortable with them? 
and you don't think you're ever going to find somebody else or dating sucks and this is too hard, then we're getting into those limiting beliefs again and we know what we need to do with those. So make sure that you're not getting back together with an ex simply because it's comfortable and because being apart was difficult. It makes me sad to think that people feel that they cannot be by themselves. You should be perfectly whole and fine being without a partner and just being you. You should be happy to be that. A partner should not complete you. They should complement you. You need to be a whole and complete person by yourself. And if you have trouble with that, if you feel like you constantly have to have a partner or to be in a relationship, you need to work on yourself. You need to work on that self-love, that independence, the self-esteem. Go back through and listen to some of my prior podcasts about loving yourself. You need to work on that within you. And then once you have that, then you're ready to be with somebody else. Because like I said, they should compliment you, not complete you. All right. And so I think that those were really the main things that I wanted to touch on with you today with mending a broken heart. It's going to take a little time, but have patience with yourself. You're learning and growing. That's never easy. But you've got this. You can handle this. You will get through this. Know that it feels like sometimes the world is closing in on you. But it's not. You're never alone. Your angels and guides are always with you. You can pray to them and ask them for help, for healing. Do meditation. Do your tapping exercises. Do your journaling. Whatever you need to do. Go out with friends. Have fun. Take care of yourself. Just remember that it's not working out because God has someone special designed just for you. And if you think that it's taking a while for you to meet your soulmate, maybe it's because your soulmate has stuff to work through before they get to you. Maybe they have to heal their own stuff before they come to you because you want this relationship to be something that works out and is beautiful. And if they're coming to you with baggage then you're going to have trouble. So maybe they're trying to heal their own baggage before they find you so that your relationship can be easy because that's what it should be. Relationships should not be a super difficult amount of work. If you're with the right person, it should really just flow easily and smoothly. And that is not to say that you won't ever have bumps in the road. But for the most part, your relationship should flow easily. It shouldn't be something that causes you pain and hurt. It should be something that makes you happy, something you look forward to. So just think about that. Try to have patience. Ask for guidance. Sit in stillness and just listen to the answers that come. And have faith. Your partner is out there. It's going to be wonderful. You're going to be so happy. And I wish that you all will find that in your life today. I wish you love and peace. Take care.